Power. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Chet, and we got Tyler, Wade, and Jacob with us doing a little early Sunday night show so we can catch our boy Joey B take on the Ravens. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Yeah, pretty good. Hopefully, uh, Joe and Jamar can go off. Tyler, show them the shirt. I know we're on audio only for most of y'all, but Tyler is rocking the Joe and Jamar. Look at there. Shirt. Um, hey, I'm a Saints fan whenever they're in, but whenever they're knocked out, I'm a Bengals fan. I'm not gonna sure. lie, I've pretty much converted to Bengalism this year because the Bengalism. NFL is entertainment and the Bengals are entertaining. The Saints just really aren't. So uh gotta respect the LSU guys. Yeah, that's why I'm rocking the LSU shirt, rooting for them tonight. I need to get me a, like a bank. Don't you have a Chad Ocho single Ocho Cinco Bengals jersey? I do, but because Joe led me to a fantasy championship i bought a joe burrow jersey actually i nice. bought it before i won the championship so um I'm very yeah. confident then well <laughs> i just bought it because it was on sale at dick's and i had a gift card <laughs> wow he's using dick's and he's not using our fanatics link come on man get me a dick's promo man <laughs> yeah we can get you a dick's promo we'll see about that <laughs> we got we got jacob back there with all the jerseys we need to get him off the next get him some more I will yeah, use I, the Fanatics link very soon. But. There we go. Yeah, I, I need to add to my collection back here um, slowly. So Maybe we can get your locker room attendant buddy in the Seahawks organization <laughs> to give you a uh, give you a Seahawks jersey. Dude, once the Baton Rouge jerseys link or leak, I need uh, need early access to that. I need to know what the team name is <laughs> going to be and what the jerseys are going to look like. Yeah, yeah they, they voted for the team name. Um I don't know what the choices were. I could never find the choices for them. Um, but I- I'll look at them. And I see don't if I like the, the, the uh, I think they were called the Kingfish. Whenever they, they had, were the Kingfish, but they can't go with team. that because it's still owned by the previous league. The I King think Fish, this name was like their... the Crawdads or something like that. I think they should go with the Baton Rouge Red Sticks because that's what Baton Rouge Or was. I would just name them the Chicken Fingers because ah, it's like the King Fingers. <laughs> oh, chicken Center. Fingers. Yeah, the chickens. Call them, call them the, the Baton Rouge, Rouge chickens. chickens. <laughs> yeah, Baton Rouge right. boozies. There you go. Get a little boozy at the games. We can well, have him perform the just national put him anthem in the mascot, before the game. Then. Once that is public information, we must discuss. We need to find out uh, who owns the rights to it. That way, we can get them to leak it on the show. Get us, get us some, uh, get us some clout on there. Probably reach out to like Jordan. They have their own podcast for the franchise. Really? Yes. Hmm. So maybe we can. Get through Jacob to that. It's the Baton Rouge Hockey, Baton Rouge Professional Hockey Podcast. So, like, right now, since the team doesn't exist, they hired, like, a marketing campaign mm. to generate interest, get people in the seats. All that worked. And as a part of that, they had two of the guys do a podcast each week to just try to generate interest. And they, yeah. they've worked with the ESPN crew here in Baton Rouge on the radio and 
got it out there. It was pretty successful. They had, I think, 16,000 people between the three games and um, working on getting the team now. Yeah, for for our so, listeners that don't know, we got Jacob, the inside man over here at the Mississippi Sea Wolves, rocking it. Pretty soon he's going to own the team. I don't know about that. Uh, but you brought up a good point, Wade. But, yeah, so the guy who owns the team that I work for um, is also the owner of the Baton Rouge team. So he'll be – he owns – technically he owns like four of the teams in the league – um, just kind of weird just because he has a very large company that, uh, invested in, in, like in the organizations and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what the name's going to be. I just looked and I couldn't, I couldn't find, but they did some poll or whatever. And I don't know what got what, but, um, yeah, cause it's been two separate teams kind of Louisiana had the ice skaters for a little while, which was an SPHL team. Um, and then they had, of course, the Kingfishers for, for a while, too. Let's see. BatonRougeProHockey.com. Let's see what they yeah, got. Those there. are the guys that put together the podcast. I think they're doing a fan vote. Um, they're taking <clears throat> yeah. questions. So it's the FPHL. That's what you're talking about? Federal Prospects League. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. They got a bunch of – got – Port Huron, if, that, if I said that right, Motor City, Carolina, Columbus, Mississippi, Delaware, Watertown. There's a lot of teams in this league. Jacob, I have yeah. to say, I looked at the standings uh, the other day at work. There's a lot of disparity between the top of the bunch and the bottom. Mississippi yeah. and... Five and 21. Wins. <laughs> Jeez. Come yeah, on, Jacob. Uh, Columbus is like 27 wins. Yeah. Yeah, so the thing is, is like, there's yeah major disparity because the guy the teams at the top are like well established teams that have been there since the start of the league. Um, of course, your newer teams are towards the bottom, like Elmira, uh, Delaware. You know us here in Mississippi with the Sea Wolves. Uh, it, it these teams are newer, younger guys trying to like mesh together. A lot of these guys. In Watertown, Columbus, Carolina, and, and Port Huron have all been together for a long time. So uh, they've grown into the role and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's why. But, um, you know, yeah, you said, like, you know, the Seawolves have only five wins on the year. You know, they've won back-to-back games the last two nights um, at home. So two in a row after snapping a 15-game losing streak. So, there you go. Yeah, so – I mean, two in a row, so it's it's getting back together. So we got two new guys that came in, a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old. Um, Are they straight yeah, I mean, from Russia? No, no, no. no. Stop. What are y'all doing? You got to get them both overseas, the man. Let's talk about one. the biggest goon in the league, number 13, Mr. Pace. Yeah, um, so, yeah. That I, guy, he's like 38. <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Pace is technically my boss. Um, but Pace is the dude that owns the teams? No, no, he's no, like no, the exactly. acting coach, from what I've heard. Yeah, so he's uh, basically the president and CEO for the team, um, and the head coach. And he also plays. All... Yes, <laughs> yeah. And he'll pick on like the twenty-year-olds, eighteen-year-olds. They'll like get in little scuffles, and he'll just like body check them behind the refs' back. It's very funny. He's like playing yeah. all the unwritten rules, getting the guys ready for competition. <laughs> it's good. So like we have like designated. <clears throat> like guys that really like want to drop the gloves every night 
Um, yeah. So it's, like the last it's two, like WWE so, out there. Yeah. It's all, the last it's all two scripted. nights have been like well coordinated. Like I'm on the I was on the bench for warmups last night, you know, and we have one 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 guy in particular um, who likes to stir the pot a little bit. You know, he's he's not a like great skillful player, but he's like a uh, he's. I don't want to say he's a goon, but it's like the closest thing to a goon without being one. Um, I don't know. He might appreciate me calling him a goon, but it, uh, it's one of those like just pace back and forth at the red line, just like skate back and forth, like picking somebody out type thing. And hmm. they like chirping each other, you know, before the game too. So it's kind of, it's very physical and competitive, like at this level. Cause it's a lot of like young guys trying to prove themselves. So it, it was really good. Like, like last night, I think we had three fights last night and two the night before. But yeah, they've they've been pretty crazy. Man, we're turning we've turned into a hockey podcast now that college football's over. <laughs> Maybe we'll have better luck picking them than we will have picking the national championship. <laughs> so oh well, it's good good to see Jacob that you're staying busy over there at, at the arena. I think the only arena I'm visiting in Temple, Texas is the rodeo arena. We'll see when that kicks <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. Don't have much yeah, ice hockey out Yeah, give us some rodeo content. Calf calf uh calf wrangling. Wrangling. I was about to say rappling. That's not right. Dude, this, this <laughs> arena that we have on the other side of town is insane. It's like the size of the Coliseum, basically. It's just for rodeo. I mean, they got like big boards, you know, probably seats like 30,000 people in there. It's huge. So I'm going to have to mosey on over down. 30,000? Is that a bit of an oh, exaggeration? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Maybe <laughs> like 3,000. Like look the Coliseum sits like I went to the half. one in Fort Worth yeah. and it was like 8,000. Uh, I haven't been to the, the Coliseum in, in a while, but I don't think they've added 20,000 seats by the time I last went. No, no. The one in Houston is where, you know, an NRG and it's the biggest rodeo in the country. Uh, so it'll probably That's be a monster letdown. jam on steroids, though. Like, you can't. You know, speaking of Monster Jam, it was last night. I missed it. What? Oh, here in town, you missed Monster Jam in Temple. I can't believe I missed it, man. Well, it's actually in Belton, but go see uh, uh, you know Grave Digger. Yeah, I know. Belton. Maximum destruction. Trying to see capacity. Do I used to watch that all the time? Seven thousand, so not thirty thousand. Yeah, a little bit uh-huh. of an exaggeration yeah. there. Yeah. Chet, uh, everything Chet says, either divide or multiply it by four. Dude, it's yeah, huge. <laughs> it's like wow, this is 120,000 people in the stands. Ah, there's only like 60. Dude, I shot a 75 on the course. Yeah, yeah, 105. Yeah. <laughs> but let, let me uh, let me share, share my screen here, and y'all can see uh, what I'm talking about on the pictures. But this Let's is a see. podcast. I know. Well, the people it's on YouTube, people look at this visuals. is like Epcot. Okay. Look at this thing. It is like a like a full screen. If you can name that dome that at Epcot too, you get bonus points. I guess I don't get a full screen picture on Wikipedia, but I mean, look at this. I'll zoom in for y'all. Well, that didn't work either. Okay, (laughs) we'll just get back to the regular scheduled programming here on the Sports Kibby Dome. It is big. It's big. I mean, speaking of domes, we had uh, we've got the Vikings and Giants playing right now. How well, is it it's basically up? over? So it's thirty-one twenty-four. A minute left. Viking or Giants are winning, and the Giants got the ball back. Uh, Folks, so yeah, it's over. They're That's walking. Dang, the Tyler, give Tyler his minute in the spotlight because he picked the Giants. He did. I don't really need he a minute right. in the spotlight. I already did that on the last show. 
And so, Mr. Jefferson disappointed. Yeah, that really he's really been shut down the past few games. Um, so I mean we'll see. People were, I was hoping for a bigger performance from Jay Jettis, but game over confident in taking him for next year's number one overall pick. Oh, uh-huh. heck yeah. Definitely. Well, well you don't get the number one pick. Yeah, I'm talk- no, I was talking away because he was the toilet bowl champ. It depends on how Jamar's playoff run goes. I mean, it, I mean, I feel like Jefferson probably gets more targets. He does. He's the a guy. better fantasy player. Yeah. I would say I think Jamar's an overall better receiver, but with T. Higgins being there, sometimes it's a toss-up on who gets the ball more. Well, you can get you a shirt like Tyler and a jersey like Wade if you head on over to Fanatics and toss your ball into the interwebs and get your you know you got the the giants just won they're they're advancing we got buffalo won jacksonville may, had a heck of a comeback which we'll get to in a second yeah, you um, get a trevor lawrence jersey seattle get you a brock purdy jersey he's the man you head on over to fanatics use our link tyler what's the code for us tonight oh gosh you call me oh i put come on man i put you on the spot you got attention be- you were you were we were talking about so many things in the first like couple of minutes that you caught me yeah. off guard but i got you right here it's 24 ship oh the back uh, to the free ship standard i like it hey, when it's a standard ship it, it, it's the sunday one is always 24 ship but you got to catch it on mondays when they, they get back like the sale. chargers choked 27 choke yeah <laughs> man well Head on over to Fanatics. Use our link. Use code 24SHIP. Get free shipping when you spend $24 and get you some NFL merch. So I just mentioned all the teams that won. Let's talk about it. 49ers, Seahawks was a little close in the first half, and they ended up cruising the victory. Uh, They really just kind of came alive in the second half. Tyler, what you see on the field for the 49ers? Are they your Super Bowl pick? Well, you actually do have them uh, going to the Super Bowl against uh, Buffalo. So in the first half of both games, I was kind of like, uh-oh, am I going to go 0-2 in the first weekend? Uh, but I ended up not. Uh, we did see, uh, you know, Geno Smith. He had a good first half. We saw Kenneth Walker, a man that I loved uh, in fantasy football. He's going to be a stud in the next uh, couple of years. Uh, but Brock Purdy's the man. Four touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey also had. Uh, really a good game as well. That Debo Samuel 74-yard touchdown pretty much has sealed the deal, and San Fran's uh, defense was able to get the job done, really shut down uh, Seattle. I don't even think Seattle even scored in the second half. Uh, so San Francisco advances. Uh, their opponent is still yet to be determined because obviously there's games to play. So their opponent will be winner of the Dallas and Tampa Bay game, right? Uh, I believe well, so. Well, the, yeah, no, because the two seed. Well, the Giants uh, now winning, they'll go to 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 Philadelphia no matter That's what right. happens in that game because yeah. they're the higher seed. They're number six, so That's what I was they'll go to that. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of Tampa Bay and Dallas uh, will face off against San Fran. Do y'all like how they reseed the playoffs? I, I think. Know. I mean, I do. I, I think. It, I think it makes <laughs> sense to if you've got. The number one seed should play the lower seed. That's just how like a bracket works. But but then the lower think, seed though, the number one, the, yeah, the number one already does have like home field advantage to begin with. So they don't necessarily have to play the worst team. And I mean, the Giants are probably better than the four and the five seed. You could argue. But if I'm the Giants and I just did the job of knocking off the two seed or whatever the three seed, yeah, my reward <laughs> should be that. I don't have to go play the next best team, you know? Yeah, like, that's true. I guess they're just more 
rely on the number one seed, giving them as much advantage as possible, I guess. Yeah, yeah really I don't know. I just think the, the one-week bye is, is good enough. Home field advantage. Yeah, you take away the, the two buys. And, I mean, that the one seed is like the prize possession at this point. Because so. how fun is it in March Madness to see, like, a 16 seed, you know, get to play an eight seed if they won round one, theoretically. Imagine if it was like, okay, congrats, you just did the impossible, now you have to play the two seed. <laughs> yeah. You know? The reseeds the – you got St. Mary's or St. George's, whichever the, the team is, playing, like, Alabama or something after the after they <laughs> upset somebody. So, Fletch, <laughs> why don't you like it? Um, I don't like it because, you know, teams have a record during the season for a reason. Um, it, it makes it seem like records don't matter at that point if you're just going to end up reseeding. Um, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, teams like Tampa are 8-9. and nine. I mean, because they, they play terrible most of the year, but they ended up making the playoffs because the rest of the teams play terrible in their division. Um, you know, for teams like that, they shouldn't be reseeded. Um, you know, for Dallas being second, you know, in the, you know, in the, um, conference, they don't need to be reseeded either. It just, it, it devalues the, you know, records that these guys played for 17 games this season. You had a regular season game again, because we wanted to get rid of a preseason game and they still wanted to keep the same amount of games. So they added an extra game on to the regular season and then now you get to the second week after wild card and for divisional and you're going to reseed it it doesn't make any sense to me at all wait so the hold on explain the reseeding are they taking everybody under like for the nfc they're taking everybody under the eagles and whoever has the worst record is now playing the eagles it's yeah. like the highest seed so if you're like six six and seven if like whoever one of that because so in this case the giants since they're six it doesn't matter what happens uh, between Dallas and Tampa Bay since Dallas is the five and the Cowboys are the four, that means the Giants are the overall the highest seed and they get to face uh, Philly in the next round. Had it played out according to schedule, they would have most likely played against Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is the four seed. But now Tampa Bay is going to be the highest remaining seed other than the Eagles. Correct. And that doesn't make any sense to me that Tampa Bay would be the highest remaining seed, you know, regarding their record yeah i like letting season. the division winners in like the playoffs but i agree like maybe tampa bay should have been the seven seed you know right because then you've yeah. got teams playing at home that shouldn't be playing at home because of their record and yeah. where they were initially what the division winning means something you know make the playoffs but maybe seed based off record you know right and i think because that uh that's really how, the, how it's the draft how it should be yeah. Huh. I, I'm still like lost. Hold on. I'm pulling up the playoff bracket here because I'm basically it's always going to be the highest seed versus the lowest remaining seed, and then the other games just fall in place. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Well, the other team that came that's a pro- like <laughs> all you're doing is incentivizing the you're incentivizing the team that basically got the buy. In the wild card, not only do they get to the buy, they also have they also get to play the lowest seeded team, you know. That just in played the a whole round. football game the week prior, you know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you need to be playing either, you know, 
the three seed or, or whoever it may be when it gets to that point, you know, you know, regardless, you know, who wins it depends on that. I just put it this but, way. I like seeing on paper, a bracket. And as soon as the game's over, you just fill in the next line and, and you know uh, not having who. to take other things into account and, right. and whatnot, you know? Yep. NFL always likes to make, find a way to make it confusing. So, um, other game, Jaguars and and the Chargers. Jaguars down twenty seven nothing at half. They end up. I mean, it's like a Matt Ryan and the Falcons choke from the from the Chargers, coming all the way back to to keep T Law's winning streak on Saturdays alive. Never never lost a Saturday game for Trevor Lawrence here. <laughs> um, ESPN was all over that. They were like, oh my gosh, he's never lost a Saturday. Blah, blah, I loved blah. how like Matt Moscano or someone retweeted it and said, yeah, but I do remember him getting his butt kicked on a Monday night about yeah. exactly three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that, I thought that one was funny. He, he might not win all the time or, or he might win all the games on Saturday, but he loses on Sundays and Mondays for the most part. Um, so... Wade, would you? What's your favorite player from Clemson? Show you. You know, I have given some grace towards Trevor this year. I've come around on him. I've, I like how he's quietly been putting in the work, and he's had a good season. So I'll give him that. But uh, he looked very, very lost in the first half. I actually tuned into the game after he had already thrown four interceptions, and um, I was yeah, on Twitter was trying four to find the videos. In the first half. Yeah. Like, in come the on. In the first like 30 minutes of the game, um, or 20 minutes of the game, and uh, I, I kept trying to find videos of the interceptions, and it took me a while to find all four because people kept tweeting about the first one and then the second one, and then I think by the fourth one, they just I don't even know if anybody videoed it. Um, but yeah, he really turned it up the second half. Uh, didn't watch a ton of the game, but I, you know, kudos to him for just leaving it in the first half and uh coming out firing in the second half but uh what a choke job for the chargers i mean you got austin eckler and justin herbert and you can't figure out a way to move the chains enough to keep the ball out of trevor lawrence's hands i mean just yeah the defense just totally fell apart and the offense yeah. just was non-existent in the second half i mean they outscored them 20 or they outscored them 31 to 3 you really just needed one touchdown in the second half if you're the Chargers and like or hell, just one or two really long drives, you know? Like right, just you're only gonna off. get five or six drives a half. So to let the Jaguars score on what, four of them? I mean, that's just that's yeah. not good football. I take that back. They outscored them twenty four to three. They were down twenty seven. Yeah, they scored half. right before the half. Um to make it twenty seven to seven. I mean, do you think this kind of diminishes i mean everybody was high on justin herbert at the beginning of the year saying he's mvp caliber he's better than like J- joe burrow out of the two of them out of the draft class they were saying justin herbert was oh my God. i'm so tired I of that narrative yeah. joe burrow is probably i mean he might he's not the best quarterback in the nfl right now but he's definitely top four i mean i i like herbert and i think that all signs did point to him being good this year and joe because you know, you look at Mahomes, he lost Tyreek Hill. He's got an aging Travis Kelsey as his best target. You would think the narrative there would be that he'd be good because he's very talented, but he would kind of take a step back, and we were wrong on that. He 
really made himself number one and he took over that division over Justin Herbert. We kind of thought he would make that leap. Um, Honestly, Burrow to me has been the second most consistent quarterback, but only because Josh Allen sometimes is just a little erratic with the football. I mean, I think talent wise, Josh Allen probably rivals Mahomes, but I think you got to consider Herbert to be the distant fourth at the moment, just off of team production and, on-field production. I mean, he throws for a lot of yards, but a lot of that is just screens to Austin Eckler. And I know that he was missing Mike Williams and Keenan Allen for a lot of the season, but um, I just feel like until his team makes that leap and he makes that personal leap within that division, I I mean, I think he's just got to be fourth. Yeah, I mean, well, I I had a, like, you know, my biggest thing with this game um, and Justin Herbert, I I don't think it's on Justin Herbert in this game, to be honest with you. Um, I think it was kind of out of his hands at that point in the second half. Uh, I have more distrust in uh their head coach. I I have a problem with Staley. I I you know performances like that. I mean, he should lose his job for something like that. I mean, that, Very well that's might. one of those things. Where, yeah, a lot of rumors. Sean Payton to the Chargers yeah. now. That's a good. That's what everybody's double, calling for. A double-digit winning team, and you choke against you know. The it's Jags not even like they had a seven-point lead. They had a right seven-point lead at one point. Yeah. They just. I mean, blew that's it. my problem. It, it there just seemed to be a lack of just any motivation in the second half. I mean, they came out. They were up by twenty. They opened the third, but you know. More credit goes to the, you know, the Jags coaching staff and what Doug Peterson has really done for that team. That fantastic job, I think, by them at halftime, keeping the guys, you know, basically in the game, you know, and it, that it's, you know, basically not over yet. I mean, right. your captains on your team, I mean, they literally could have hung their hat there and said, well, this is it. We're down 27 to nothing. We just scored, but it's a pity touchdown because they're getting the ball back and we're screwed. You know, it's one of those. But uh, Jack's defense stepped up. I, I was really surprised. Um, you know, their last game to finish it out, they they played really well at home and their defense was a big part of that. They were a huge part of the second half in this one. It just looked like a completely different team in the second half. And, uh, I mean, the other Josh Allen, you know – linebacker josh allen for the jags i think uh definitely you know he's he's their their engine on on defense by far and everything runs through that so they played fantastic i you know whoever's up next on their on their agenda uh better watch out because you know especially after a second half like that that the jags can finally put up points guys it it is it can happen well it sucks the Saints let Doug Peterson walk right out of the building. They interviewed him and decided to stick with Dennis Island. So we see who uh, didn't make the million-dollar uh, signing there. Um, other game we had today was uh, Buffalo-Miami. Everybody expected this to be a blowout. It was not. We'll let the uh, – the what are they, the AFC East? East. We'll let the East. AFC East – participant jacob talk on this one did you watch the game today or were you at work no i watched oh, i was at work but i watched the game Shh, don't tell them <clears throat> but uh, that's not yeah. good 
Osher first week on the job, and he's he's out here yeah. <laughs> watching, the watching game. football. So was everybody Osher else. Yeah. No, I wasn't, you know, driving that forklift and watching <laughs> the game, you know. Not like driving the forklift and doing the draft, you know. Right. Or um, the Zamboni. Yeah. Yeah, he's driving the Zamboni now. <laughs> he's no longer at the Home Dude, Depot. Let's go. That's forklift nice. and Zamboni certified. Uh, that's I a full think, package right there. Yeah, that is, man. That's that's a deadly package. Uh, b- biggest thing in this game, you know, the Dolphins, uh, you know, the only way for the Dolphins to win this game was they had to win the turnover battle. Uh, I think which they did. Sky- yeah, definitely. which they did. I think Skylar Thompson definitely held his own. Uh, good performance by him, all things considered. You're playing in Buffalo, one of the hardest places to play in the league by far. I think everybody can agree here, but I, I think uh, secondary he threw 45 for Buffalo. times. Yeah, 45 yeah times he played well, but damn, that completion percentage is brutal. 18 for yeah, 45. That is bad. Yeah. Wow. That is bad. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Uh, well, a lot of credit goes to to Buffalo secondary. I mean, there were a lot of pass breakups. I mean, mm. it wasn't like he was throwing erratic all over the place. No, he, he had to fling it. He, I mean, he did. Yeah. He did well. And uh, you know, he was hitting his targets. Guys just couldn't hold onto the ball. It's cold. I mean, yeah, Waddle he, dropped he, like he four passes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know he he couldn't hold onto the football. I mean, Tyree Kill was basically their guy outside of uh, their one running back, who basically was a checkdown. For Skyler Thompson and his bailout. I mean, that was really what happened. I mean, Gesicki got a touchdown in the end zone you know, that tied it, it up is right before half. Really, yeah. <laughs> so I, terrible, man. Yeah, I, you know, I call it the gritty because I'm gritting my teeth watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think second half. I didn't get to watch too much of it. Um. Miami moved the ball. I, I was I was surprised at how well they were able to move the ball against Buffalo. If Buffalo mm-hmm. continues to play like that, even though they put up thirty four, they're going to get beat. Um, that that's that's my biggest thing. I mean, they're playing at home, and that's that's happening against a team like the Dolphins, who basically got a gift into the playoffs. Right, um, and you got your third string quarterback in, and your third string quarterback almost led you to a win on the road at Buffalo. So bigger that's the biggest thing is the lack of of uh you know play by the buffalo bills i I just think that you know if they have to play cincinnati or kansas city here in the near future it's it's all but over i mean that's that's my problem if if they don't fix it this this week so if cincinnati wins they'll play buffalo next week won't they yes and and, yeah because jacksonville's already locked in i I believe unless the ravens well if the ravens win yeah, my biggest thing is if Cincinnati and Buffalo play, I think that should be a neutral site game. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. But I said that uh, on the Corner Booth podcast, and me and you went on. Go check them out, members of the Belly Up Network. the The Kansas City Buffalo neutral site, I guess, makes sense from a record standpoint, but from a team standpoint, it should be Buffalo and Cincinnati neutral site. Yeah, if you really think about it, Cincinnati game. got screwed out of all the teams. Yeah, they could yeah, totally be home. for both of them. From this next right. round on, it should be neutral side if any of those teams are involved. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I'm because, surprised they didn't fight for that more. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't seem too concerned about it in the interview yesterday. If you watch it with NBC, oh, Joe Shiesty, man, he's Joe's going to play anywhere, anytime. But I don't think it matters about the home field advantage of like yeah. 
oh, the Bengals don't get to play the game at home for like crowd noise and stuff. But Buffalo is one of the best home field advantages in the league because of the weather. And right. I know that Cincinnati gets cold as well, too, but it doesn't have that lake effect. And if they got to go play that game in snowy conditions or something, you know, that right. really fits well with what Josh Allen likes to do. And I mean, kind of inflates his, I don't know, abilities, I guess, to a sense, because he's going to go out there and run through the snow and lead him to a victory. But if, you know, today with good weather, you saw that he is kind of beatable. And, uh, well, I mean, to that point, like back, like back up a little bit. Like, I think the game with Buffalo and Cincinnati, of course, with the Hamlin injury, but, you know, let's say that game does happen. Let's say Cincinnati wins that football game. There's really is a lot of difference in how this would be played. I mean, potentially, you know, Buffalo's still playing at home if they had to play Miami, but, you know, they, they probably wouldn't be playing Miami. It'd probably be Cincinnati and Miami. Um, yeah. Buffalo and Baltimore. But yeah. I mean, the difference is, is Buffalo's playing at home for another week in a row, not traveling at all. I mean, they get to come back and play Cincinnati again in the same stadium they played before earlier in the season. They still have home field. No, they get the home game. Even worse. Yeah, in that sense, yeah, it, that's in that sense, it's it's a little bit one sided. So I'm looking at the weather forecast for next weekend in Buffalo. It's just cloudy and mostly cloudy, 33 degrees. Uh, you know, nothing too shabby. The weekend it's after strange. though. Is is snow is what they're projecting. So, but I guess that, that would matter. Point, be home Buffalo makes hand. it out alive. Right, exactly. So uh, that point hey, in Atlanta, if, if oh, Buffalo true. and Kansas City win, yeah. But if if Cincinnati wins and Kansas City wins, it's still an Arrowhead, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's the. Only we should just move everybody to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finish I'm, it out in sunny Jacksonville. I'm curious to see. Um, so Dallas and Tampa Bay play on Monday. I'm assuming that it, winner of that get, will play on next Sunday. It's a shorter week for them. Yeah, they get an extra day to prep for this game, and then one less. They kind of they kind of get hosed. I mean, it's just a day, but like, yeah, yeah that's just ESPN money. Teams will have a long trip too. Wait yeah. till next year. We'll have a Thursday night playoff game. <laughs> really? Yeah, you'll have a you'll have one team with super short short schedule <laughs> or short week. Um, so speaking of Dolphins, two was expected to remain the QB in 2023. How do y'all feel about that? Ability wise, for sure. But I mean, the guys had a tough left concussions. So yeah, what three this year, three that we know of four overall. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. Uh, he was I mean, banged up in back college, college in days too. Yeah. for a guy that, you know, is if you listen to him talking all, I mean, he's very, intelligent well-spoken you know like he doesn't seem just like a football meathead so i mean he's got to be considering uh life after football and certainly could take on an announcing job or a coaching job or something in that regard within the sport he's still on his rookie contract isn't he yeah he's not made a lot of money relatively relatively yeah i mean a lot of money to us for sure but not to not in football world i mean I don't know. I we we talked 
earlier about where Lamar could go or uh, Aaron Rodgers or something. I'm surprised to see that they'll just flat out say, yeah, two is the guy next year. Like they're not, they're not going to test their, their hands in free agency. Uh, I think they wait. Yeah. I think, you yeah, get I think they either hand. wait. I don't know how high of a draft pick uh, that they got since they made the playoffs. It'll probably be in the twenties. Some, all the good quarterbacks that will be taken by then, unless they want to, you know, take a flyer Stetson and Bennett. hit, yeah, hit hooker or sets and Bennett that early. Uh, but I, I think they wait around uh, maybe take a quarterback either in the second or third round, whether that's Hinden hooker, maybe it's a max Duggan. And, but I just don't think you can't run with the backups. I mean, Skylar Thompson, he had an okay game today. It's not the greatest game uh, ever. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been dealing with some injuries too uh, this season. He's been having a, yeah, so I, I just think that if you're going to roll with Tua, you got to have a consistent uh, backup quarterback behind him. I think they'll probably bring in like Andy Dalton or someone that's capable to start some games. Well, maybe here's James. the thing. Jameis and Andy Dalton, aren't they both on one-year contracts with the yep. Saints? I think Jameis on one-year deals. Okay, I thought both Jameis had one more year. Yeah, Jameis will re-sign. I mean, they're not going to get rid I don't know. He, he did that interview earlier in the year saying how he felt disrespected that he lost his job due to injury. I'd love so for he, the Saints to bring in Geno Smith as a stopgap, but I don't know if they'll do it. Geno said today think... he wants to finish his career in Seattle, so that ain't yeah, happening. He's a, he's a one and done in Seattle. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, looking at our wild card predictions, we all got San Francisco right. We all got the Jaguars right. We all got Buffalo right. Tyler is the lone wolf with the Giants over the Vikings. Well done, sir. So good job. I PC. need the uh, go Bengals and go Bucks to finish undefeated. This yeah, we, we've all got the Bengals to win tonight. We'll see what happens. It's recorded that Sunday night, so listeners on Tuesday <laughs> will know what happens. Cold We're takes. Hopefully, it's not a DCU situation. Yeah, right. yeah really. Talk about embarrassing. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and we're split. Uh, myself and Wade have the Cowgirls, and Jacob and Tyler have the Bucks. Well, I don't know why I called them the Cowgirls if I'm thinking them to win, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe something, something special. You now live there. in the Cowboys TV market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so be I'll be watching all the, the Dallas games and also yeah, Dallas that's Dallas that's game You don't have to watch the AFC South. Yeah, I don't have to, I don't yeah, have you don't to have watch the Texans anymore. Yeah, for those for those listeners that want guaranteed money, uh, please, for the love of all things on the planet, just take the over for the amount of uh, turnovers from Dak Prescott <laughs> in this game. What about Brady? I feel like Brady's at least going to throw one too. Most uh, quarterbacks they give a standard half uh, yeah. interception for the betting line. I'm sure if you go on there now, Dak's at least a full interception. Because he's thrown a pick in like nine straight games. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins. Uh, this feels like his... a Michael Gallup type of game. Hey, Zeke no. Elliott has like ten straight no. games with touchdowns. My Michael <laughs> Gallup might as well be taken out in a wheelchair to a nursing home at this point. <laughs> oh my god! Fletch <laughs> like, isn't a. Fan That's how you of feel Michael about Gallup. the man. Okay. They really yes, should have just my... paid up to, for uh, Mari Cooper, though. Honestly, yes. bring him back. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, they drafted Jalen Tolbert, and he's been. Most of the year. Yeah, but you can't help. You can't expect rookies to come in and play right away on a playoff team. I mean, That's unless true. you're taking. It's been CD Lamb round. and Dalton Schultz uh, carrying the way. Yeah, Pretty you mean to tell me that like, like CD sure. Lamb is considered your veteran guy? Like, give me a break. He's been there like, what two years? Yeah, and he's the slender man. Man, he can't. <laughs> he's <laughs> like 180. <laughs> yeah. They seem to put Tony Pollard out in the slot at this rate. If they're just gonna stick with Zeke. 
They need to. Well, they need to find something. They pay Zeke way too much money for what he. Well, does. they're not going to get rid of him. Is the thing. So you got to figure out what to do Why? with Pollard. If you, he's got one more you, year on his deal. You paid him. No team's going to take that contract. Well, don't say that. He's but, worth keeping around. I mean, money's not an issue there, but he can't be the feature back. Jerry anymore. Jones got all the money in the world. Yeah, I mean, that they can do true. whatever they that want. That's true. That's the but, thing. There's so many other good backs, like so many. They'll just like, – I bet you Pollard will assume the feature role probably throughout the playoffs if they keep advancing. And, I mean, Zeke scores touchdowns. He's a good goal line back. That's not really been the issue with their offense. It's that they don't have a second weapon outside of Lamb. I mean, Schultz is a good tight end, but he's no Travis Kelsey, you know, where you can treat him as your number one wide receiver. Yeah, like, and, I mean, getting to the game, I mean, let's all talk about what happened in the first time the two teams met. You know, at the beginning of the season, it was a complete, just absolute landslide for the most part. And and the Cowboys – couldn't do much of anything in Tampa. Um, that's the difference. I mean, they're playing in Tampa. So it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Dallas, I don't know if they'll ever play a home playoff game at this point. They did last year, and they blew it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah they're tough to take it. in the playoffs, but, I mean, come on. Tampa Bay just hasn't looked good all year. Yeah, but it's Tom Brady. Like, yeah, I know, but I'm talking myself line, out of my. There's Cowboys history game. behind this game. Tom Brady is seven zero. We'll see if he yes. goes seven and one or eight zero yeah. against he, Dallas. I think Tom Brady's already going to Las Vegas like next weekend to buy a house and start suiting up for the Raiders. There he's go. not going to Vegas. I why don't not? understand why everybody thinks he's going to another team. Why wouldn't he? It makes he, no sense. He hates to retires. He's got to retire at this point. There's he's no retire. Way like, he come goes, on. You've been in the league got a for so many times. Just get out yeah. the league. Let, Look, you can trade let someone Darren else in Tampa Bay. Trade Derek Carr. He can bring in Rob Gronkowski himself. You are, you are living in fantasy. One land. more time. Tom's <laughs> like, so not going to retire. He just went through a divorce with a supermodel because he wanted to keep playing football. The dude's not retiring. There's no way. Gets, gonna gets play till one year with Devontae Adams, Rob Gronkowski, and himself. Yeah. One last ride. They go like 7 and 11, and then he calls it quits. 7 and 10. And they 7 call it quits. and 10. I just don't. <laughs> That would like, probably still be good enough to win the division. The yeah, only really place out there. that would make any sense that he would ever go to is back to New England. That would that would be it. Mm, New England's got to spend next year figuring out if Mac Jones is the guy. Nope. I don't it's think that bad. Jimmy G reunion in New England. Yeah, Jimmy G. Well, hey, if the Cowboys lose, you think they fire their head coach and Sean Payton moseys on mm. in there? I no. think that Sean Payton's going to be hired by a team in the week. I think Sean Payton's going to go to the Chargers if that job opens up. That's perfect for him. He's already living in L.A. like Tyler discussed last week. Well, and... you're, he gave my pick away. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, think that that's a good situation. It's definitely a better situation than Arizona. When you yeah, yeah I was thinking Arizona, but I now that we player. saw the choke job of the Chargers, it's looking like Sean Payton is just, yeah. I mean, you got a well, good quarterback already there. You got a good defense. It's just you got all the pieces for a Super Bowl run. You've seen a coach, and Sean Payton's the guy to do it. Well, they haven't fired their head coach just yet. Well, they're going to. It's yeah. 
we'll see. If they're if he, smart, they are. Block. Can Other... we speak to, the, speak to the fact that nobody has recognized that Stanford's former head coach has also interviewed for multiple positions at the NFL? David Shaw? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That came so, across my desk. That well, like, also could be app. like a potential like that's another Cliff Kingsbury and all the other situations. That's gonna be yeah. a bust. You can't either, win at Stanford, you ain't gonna win in the NFL. Didn't he just get fired from Stanford? Yep. Well, I think he just quit. He quit. He just ultimately quit. He had, a, he had enough of it. It was just like yeah. I'm done. Yeah, he, he remembered the good old days, you know, and just like yeah, that was Andrew Locke, I'm quitting. Well, other NFL news. Guess whose birthday it is today? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I wanted to ask you a favorite Drew Brees moment. Tyler, what's yours? Well, I'm going to say, well, obviously there's so many good moments that Drew Brees uh, brought me, and that is ultimately going to be bringing home the championship. Uh, my, I don't know, what, like nine-year-old self went to the championship parade uh, in New Orleans, uh, so that was definitely an experience. First one in 09. So you were definitely easy. older than nine. You're whatever. <laughs> I was like, whatever it was. Like I'm. I don't know. You, you, you put 12. me on the spot here. So I was trying to go back to my young days. So I was nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you were just nine. the young bunch out of us. I thought you were saying about him bringing a championship home that you're going to bring up. Oh, my team has like 75 from like 1994. Yeah, I was going to ask Futch's favorite Drew Brees moment, but he's a Patriots guy. He probably doesn't have it. <laughs> favorite Drew Brees moment. My Wait, favorite Drew Brees yours? moment was hopping on the Saints bandwagon with you fools when I got ah. to Louisiana. <laughs> there we go. And then riding it until this year. Now I'm hopping off and going to the Bengals. Bye-bye. Hey. Going from the Panthers to the Saints to the Bengals. My, uh, entertainment, man. No, yeah. I'd still cheer for the Saints because they're the local team, and that's um, what you get to watch on Sunday. Another one could be uh, I went to the well, Colts we, Monday night game where he broke. I don't know what record he broke. Yeah, but, I remember watching that with you with the Colts. Passing yards, huh? Yeah, I think yeah. it was the passing yards. I, yeah, was asking that game. Back. I thought y'all went to the one where he broke the touchdown record. Or no, the, the passing yards was Traquan Smith caught the touchdown. We weren't there. We just were watching on TV. Yeah, we were watching. But I was at but, the game on Monday night where he broke, like, uh, touchdown passes. Yeah, you like, went with Macy for that. 504. That's right, yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely did a lot for this area. And, um yeah, I think it's just a really cool thing that he won the Super Bowl right just after. It's a matter of time where he gets Katrina. the statue out there and champions for last. Oh, definitely. I mean, number yeah. nine won't be worn really anywhere in Louisiana. Um, yeah, between, between Burrow, Joe Burrow and Drew Brees. Drew Brees. And uh, I think that's pretty special. Uh, interesting note you said that's who I get to watch. Well, I thought it was like a Louisiana statewide thing with um, – the Bengals and Tyler might be able to attest to this, but I saw a map. They're not giving like the New Orleans market, the Bengals games. If the saints aren't playing in prime time, they're giving them like the Cowboys or the Falcons or stuff, but yep. Baton Rouge parish, East Baton Rouge parish and a few of the surrounding parishes, they're giving the Bengals games each week. And I thought it was just a statewide thing, but they're yeah. doing that because of the it's the market where Joe played college. Yeah, they're not going to put on both games if the Saints are playing at the time since it's a New Orleans thing. Yeah, I I've only watched like like two Bengals games that that came on throughout the season. But they're giving I mean, up that if the Saints aren't on live, like they're foregoing whatever the other regional matchup would be. It's usually like the Panthers or something. So I've appreciated that. But yeah, 
Um, I mean, Joe's a legend in Baton Rouge. You I mean, it, it they know sense. the market. Like, yeah. well, Baton Rouge is going to watch it. I mean, I'm yeah. surprised they're not doing that for New Orleans, too. That's what I'm saying. I thought they would do it for for everyone um, until I saw that graphic. But I think it would be a good idea if they would. Uh, <laughs> Especially with the, the state of the Saints right now. Yeah. Hey, Joe Burrow's a legend out here in Central Texas. Put him on so I don't have to watch the Cowboys and the Texans. <laughs> Honestly, they should just let you get to watch high school football pick like three games. I mean, you can watch almost any college football game you want. The NFL makes it so hard. Same thing yeah. with baseball. Baseball is even worse. There's like a map. If you live in this one little circle in Iowa, you have nine MLB teams blacked out in your in your range because you live within 200 miles of nine MLB teams. Well, sorry to the uh, Iowans. And- Probably like 500 people that are affected by that, but <laughs> still. My uh, favorite Drew Brees moment was when he put the spin cycle on the Falcons defense and dove in for the. That touchdown. was pretty cool. That was that. Uh, wasn't that like a game winning? It was something significant about that touchdown. It was. It was. Uh, I think it was like the season opener, but it was a game winner. Yeah, it was something like that. He, he just put these two dudes on skates. If you're ever at the one-yard line and Drew Brees is there, you're going to get a touchdown every time. He did a little boop and put it over the, oh, yeah. the goal line. Every the time. Drew Brees sneak. Yep. Probably had like 100 career rushing yards, and it was like 100 one-yard touchdown rushes. It was just one-yard <laughs> one runs. Probably Most so. effective one-yard rusher when you needed him most. Well, if he was playing in the league now, I think he'd be the winner of this segment every week that we got coming up. We got our dog of the week. So I'm going to hit the intro. So this week's dog of the week is brought to you by our friends over at Piper Golf. Pipe your drives with Piper Golf Balls. Use our link below, piper.golf slash scramble 10 Get yourself 10% off. Tour quality balls at a not tour quality price. So, dog of the week, Tyler, who you got? I'll let you start it. Uh, this is going to be a team award for me, and that's going to be the hottest team in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. They're on a nine game winning streak right now. And if y'all didn't see the dunk that Job ja put on, I wish I could put show them on it right a now. Poster, like, put them on an absolute poster. Like, oh my gosh, this is why you saw, I love did you, see the, play. you see the tweet that he had. Yep. If you want to go viral, jump with me. I was like, okay, man. Do you, what are the dunk contest? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we waiting for? We got Mac McClung coming out of the G League to play. Why isn't Ja in the dunk? I guess he's just probably doesn't want to get hurt or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I remember that I missed the dunk contest days back of uh, early two thousands. Yeah, J- Dwight Howard in the Superman cape. That was awesome. Whenever Jacob, who you got? Got robbed. Yeah. Well, Tyler decided to steal my dog of the week, and oh. uh, yeah, my team, and he's stealing it from me. Good <laughs> gosh. Uh, I, I I'm gonna stick with it. No, I, I don't have any other dog of the week. Uh, no, I uh, I I just think that was a crazy dunk. He had a he had one similar like a few games before on Jakob Pertl again, like for the second year in a row. Uh, actually posterized him. Like, there's just a list of people on his list, like, to posterize, and I know LeBron's probably at the top of his list for posterizing, so, like, I... It's gotta be... Like, it's gotta happen, at least this year. That and 
uh, the Pacers game last night, he also had a similar block to the one he had last year in LA that went viral with him, like literally blocking at the two hands on the, the back square and just literally blocked. I forget who it was for the Pacers last night, but literally pinned the ball on the square, uh, which is crazy. Uh, the The fact that he can get up that high and he's six foot two is insane. Uh, but yeah, it's incredible. He's like, he said something about like, it's the shoes or whatever, like that he's able to jump because he's got that new signature shoe out now. So like, it, it, they're clean too. They're clean. Like they're, they're pretty clean shoes. Well, it's definitely helping with his marketing campaign of that. Um, wait, they haven't lost the game ever course. since he's worn it. Hey, it's winter shoes right there. Dog of the week. Yeah. You got one. Uh, I'll go Christian McCaffrey. Pretty cool to see him back in the playoffs, you know, and I think he's finally back to full health and really showing that receiving ability as well as his rushing ability and uh, pretty much just what the doctor ordered for San Fran. I mean, you could argue Brock Purdy is kind of leading the way there, but I don't think Brock Purdy would be putting up the numbers he is if he didn't have a guy like McCaffrey that he can just absolutely rely on to tote the rock. So got to go. Yeah. CMC. He really like revitalized his career in San Fran. And I think uh, he'll be, if they win the Super Bowl, he's going to be a big part of it. Mine it popped up on my phone this morning and I watched the video and I was like, Oh, this, this is my dog of the week for sure. Isaiah Stevens out of Colorado state. They're down three, two seconds left to play in the game. The man hits a half-court buzzer beater against UNLV to force overtime, right? And then uh, they they go on to then hit a – he hits a game-winning three with one second left on the clock to win the game. So just Mr. Clutch, ice in his veins, give him the rock. He's winning the game for you. That's my dog of the week pick. Uh, but dog of the week, once again, brought to you by a Piper Golf. Pipe your drives with Piper Golf Balls and hit it as good as Jacob does. So, hey, let's... <laughs> probably not right now because I haven't yeah. swung a golf club in a very hey, long time. I hit my maximum sweet swing speed ever tonight 142 miles per hour. Nice. Jesus. Okay. I don't well, know if that's that was, error wait, or not. was that ball hey. speed or swing speed? I don't know there which you one. Go. It has got been a ball speed. Yeah, we got Bryce If we did our little alternate uh, match, we would probably get killed the way that Chet and Wade have been playing. Probably a uh, ball speed then. Yeah, but these it was two like, guys over here. You it know. didn't look like it was going that fast because it was one of those like stinger shots where it just was like throwing a football a hundred yards down the fairway. <laughs> right, but it went. Um, it probably was never more than. 15 yards off the ground and it just zinger so high little tiger stinger action okay a little stinger Uh, that was with a hybrid so i mean that's kind of cheating but uh couldn't do that with an iron i got a kind of golf related thing i want to bring up here y'all ever realize when you're looking at a football field that's basically just a short par three yeah i still can't wrap my head around that one and today at the golf suites you can do like you're playing a course and it will say, okay, you're 30 yards from the green. You know how painful it is to hit a golf ball 30 yards. Like, but on the course, that's just a chip, a pretty long one, honestly. So, but there it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm hitting it like right past my shoe. (laughs) 
I mean, I, was, I would hit it like any bit of distance and it would say, oh, you hit it over the green. So, I mean, I just can't put that in perspective when you're on the course. Like it, that's like a, that's like a, what, a 56 or a 52 degree wedge. Like It just feels like you're not hitting the ball at all. That's crazy. Like it's not even a full club. Like if well, you were to hit a golf. Yeah. Like a my hundred yard shot is like a three quarter 56 degree and that would be the entire length of a football field so if you teed up a drive you would be hitting like the out of the deck. stadium yeah that's insane yeah, yeah, I mean, be out of there i mean I, I feel like that with uh baseball as well if you like, hit it right that is i feel like if i teed up like an eight iron at home plate like oh I've, it's gone yeah, yeah it's gone but I mean, like 400 it doesn't feel like it would be center that's only 133 yards that's a like a gap wedge for like, me right Think there. about that. And you're dead hitting center for a baseball field is farther than a football field. That's that's that's, that's what's weird. It's so weird when you're down there on the field. It seems so strange. I don't know. Baseball feels big on TV, but when you're there in person, it's small. And, or if you're standing in the outfield, it doesn't feel that big. It depends on where you're at, though. Like Atlanta, like old Turner Field, it felt like you were in a freaking crayon box, like. Yeah. It was so small. And... When we were in Houston, though, and we were sitting on the third base yeah. side, um, I felt like it wouldn't take much to get a home run out out to left. Yeah, well, that's because well, it's also one of the shortest distances in left, like in the MLB. But like, yeah, that's weird. Like them, like Boston with the Green Monster, that's extremely short. It's the shortest out of all and of Pesky's them. Pesky's pole too. Yeah, and Pesky's pole on the other side, like it's like what it's not, it's 200 and or it's like right at 300. 299. Like that's that. only like a hundred yards. That's insane. Yeah, get a putter. It's wild. Yeah, get like, a tee, put a putter, then it's gone. Yeah, but in all these sports, the ball is moving and there's somebody trying to defend you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying, it's just crazy to think like you've got. We consider, I mean, a 100-yard par 3 is like a short par 3. Like, you don't really see any that short. That's like a, you know, a pitch shot, like your approach shot on the green. Um, or or in Wade's okay. case, with this 145-yard <laughs> swing speed, that's like, he's not oh, even hitting that shot. He would hit a tree every time. Over, he would be like, yeah, out of bounds. <laughs> but that's just, it's, I don't know. When you put things in perspective like that, I was thinking about it uh, Saturday when I was on the golf course. I'd use my little rangefinder. Like, that's 102 yards. Like, that's a football field. And it just – I'd try to guess the yardage. Like, oh, yeah, that's looking like 60. That's like it's three like, football fields away from me. We're going to need a – Yeah, yeah especially when you're, Joe like a, when you're on like a 360-yard <laughs> par four or something. And that's you're looking at it. was far away from where I am. Yeah, that's just – I don't know. It's okay, but you right want to feel even weirder? So, you're taking it from the hitting the golf ball perspective. Now – Take Josh Allen, put him on the tee box on a par three. You're telling me that Josh Allen can only can't throw the ball throw 65 yards max, and he's gonna that's, put it like right past the women's tees. That's insane, right? Yeah, that's like, the, that's the weird part. Just, I know that we're saying that, like that you think you could fit a par three on a football field and whatnot, but if Josh Allen stepped up on the tee box, that really does put things in perspective. I would feel like, he like could I'm actually like thinking about. <laughs> Yeah, that's when like insane. we talk about them like throwing a missile like on the football field, and it's like he's getting that's it past not the actually reds a missile, like yeah, like 
Can't <laughs> even get it past the ladies' pants and throwing it again. <laughs> <laughs> that is the rule. Around the past you know, the reds. Yeah, your pants. Your pants. Can you imagine like him like humming it as hard as he can, and it like trickles <laughs> rolls out to the red That's a lot. Like, on the football field, you'd be like, this. "Oh, that's a great throw." Think about yeah. this: a Justin Tucker kick. Like that kick in Detroit. That's insane. Wouldn't even make it. It wouldn't even get. Now that looks long on a football field, like a kick when they like set up from yeah. like a logo. Like that. That Think wouldn't about even make it. Like a a kickoff. They kick it yeah. seventy yards. You're not even making it to the green. Yeah, no. I think that's actually that's weirder like a, than hitting like a golf ball at the stadium. You hit you hit a shot fat off the tee box, and it's coming mm-hmm. seventy yards. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just rolling roll down. Yards. It's just rolling down the fairway, hoping that because if you take the golf the to the football field perspective, like, and you hit it out the back of the end zone, you're like, okay, like that's a good shot still. Like that's a hundred yards. Like that's a good mm-hmm. pitching wedge shot, good lob wedge shot. But when you take what would be an ins- like you, there's nobody in the NFL that can throw 100 yards. So if you put them on the golf course, seeing them yeah. fall like it'd be way hilarious. The green. That can throw for 100 That's yards, funny. then he just needs to be the number one you overall. Know, you know what, what they should do is uh, for like whenever they do the matches with like when they did it with Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, and Allen, they should have one hole where they throw a football and see if you know how many tries does it get to get to the green. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's been times where I've been on the golf course and I wish I could throw it off the tee because I can't yeah. hit it in balance. But, yeah, the distance <laughs> is crazy. That's just so weird to think about, man. It really puts it into perspective when it's like, oh, yeah, that's only 100 yards. Um, but, like, when I'm at the range and I'm, like, trying to hit, like, a like a 50-yard little pitch shot, it's, it's like the, they have the little nets in front of you, like the baskets to catch it, and that's 50 yards. It's like, that's, like, 20 feet. What are you talking about? It's like, nope. Hit it with scope, 50 yards. It's crazy. The whole Josh Allen throwing the football off the tee box, and it just like – It looks so wimpy. I know. Well, you saw for the Pro Bowl, they're doing a longest drive contest with the NFL players. Hmm. That should be – I mean, uh, we saw Mahomes and Island can smoke it. I'll be interested to see what other NFL players can hit a golf ball. Um, We mentioned at the beginning of the show, we were going to bring up how wrong we were of the national championship. Jacob Wade and I sucked at making this pick. Tyler, take your moment of glory. You are the supreme ruler of the college football pick What do you let's hear a speech, a farewell speech for college football season? Yeah, I definitely think uh, it was a great season, but uh, really anticlimactic ending. We had two good college football playoffs, probably the best two semifinal games we've had. And then we had a dud of a national championship game. It was just a blowout. I expected Georgia to win. But to put up 65 points at the national championship game uh, is absurd. Uh, T.C., you, you could just feel it from the start that they were just completely overmatched. And like I told y'all, this is like TCU and teams like programs like Notre Dame, they're going to get into to the playoff and the national championship, but especially they just can't compete with the likes of Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. It's just you got five stars on the field, TCU really. They're three stars to that. They had their four stars. I mean, Max Duggan at – pretty good season uh but uh, georgia's defense really locked them down the whole way yeah georgia just outmatched them and they're not going anywhere folks no i'd be scared i'm curious to see what their quarterback situation looks like next year um i don't know i don't know they just lost the coordinator garrett riley's going to clemson so that's definitely going to change up their offense especially their scheme for sure 
Well, you got LSU's backup backup quarterback Max, uh, or not Max Howard, whatever Walker Howard. Walker Howard uh, transferring. Looking at TCU, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. So who knows? Maybe he'll be nope, the next big nope, thing. Nope and nope. He'll probably get to in TCU. My, in my opinion, like there's there's just schools that guys pick that they want to transfer to that just shouldn't be on their list because they're clear cut for like four and five star guys. Like uh, I'm sorry, but Will Howard, Alabama should not be on his list. Well, Walker um, Howard was a five star recruit coming out of high school. Well, yeah, but he hadn't played worth well, a dollar. He's on his main list because Jack Besh is his former. I don't. Tight end. I don't understand why he's, he's transferring. The he's going to sit at Alabama or Ole Miss. He's going to yeah, sit. It's got to be. It's what. It's got to be because Garrett Nussmeyer is already lined up for the starter in twenty twenty four. I think yeah. Nussmeyer said, "Look, I like playing for LSU. My dad is rich." Look, I will be willing to stick around for a year <laughs> and then rich. go Look, for the sucks, job. But I mean, you got guys coming in. You got Ricky Collins coming in this recruiting class, and you got Colin Hurley, who's another five-star recruit. So LSU will be fine. Yeah. Uh, see you later, Walker Howard. Yeah, it was nice knowing you. I don't know. I, I just don't like the whole somewhere... landscape of college football at the moment. Yeah. He needs to go somewhere in the Big 12. I think that's his only opportunity. Get out of the SEC. I just – I don't think he's yeah. going to have a future in the SEC. That's – if he goes That's to TCU, problem. I'm calling for some tampering. Jack Besh and now Walker Howard. I mean, there's been tampering all throughout college football. I mean, can't you not see? I mean, Sam Hartman was definitely tampered at Notre Dame. Do you see the Florida's recruit had a $13 million NIL yep. deal and he backed out of it? And see, that's the part I don't like is like, see, you should want to go to Florida, not. One and that's another thing. We haven't million. even seen CJ Stroud make a decision where he's going to the draft or not. Yeah. And everybody's just saying, oh, yeah, CJ Stroud, number two pick. Or you know, number two neither has TCU like how much like running back like, or wide receiver. You could probably get more money of an NIL deal than you can right now for being a first round pick. That's so. How much of an salary NIL wise? Deal? Yes, signing bonus. No. What's their signing bonus? Ten million, like fifteen twenty million dollars. That's that's. But that's only like top ten, isn't it? That's not the whole first round. CJ Stroud would make more money going to the Texans than he would Ohio State, but he's been kind of one of the rare guys who. Yes, he makes NIL money, no doubt about it, but he's been a very team-first guy throughout all of this, Ooh. and I think he sees Ohio State has potential for next year, and, and he not might not want to go play for the Texans. <laughs> Number Texans one pick, are, uh, are the Colts. 20, $27 yeah. million dollar signing bonus. Number two, 39, wait, $25 million signing bonus, and then it doesn't say number three. It just says number 16. Number nine, it's nine at 16, it drops to nine. Yeah, million. it's probably so 20 million. Use your imagination. No, no rookie should be making that kind of money. Period. The end, my my opinion. That's I mean, it's a lot of guaranteed money, but look mm-hmm. at like what the Bengals I mean, are half of those guys and Joe Burrow over their first years. Yeah, well, they, the they get a, it's a 41 million dollar contract, and we talk about how that's not a lot of money, but I mean, in Hines, and you got to think about the market. And who you're talking to. to us? It's a ton of money. It's a lot. Forty-one it's million like a dollars. Ton of money, like NFL terms, like there's right. guys you got like hundred million. Mahomes years. signed four hundred million dollar contract or whatever it was. But the problem is, is they're being incentivized just to make the NFL. They literally could go to the NFL draft and get their bonus. Jamarcus and Russell. be fine for the rest of their life and never play a down of football. Dude, you, ever. You, 
Yeah, his name is Jamarcus Russell, and he's yeah. well, he's probably bankrupt now. Uh, I think I saw something on that, but that's correct. Yeah, there's no nil deal that keeps CJ Stroud at at uh, Ohio. There's nil deals keep. that could keep him there because he could make a nice living playing college football next year, but there's nothing that could match what he would make NFL wise. Now, I right. did see something that okay, if you go to a situation like the Jets or Houston, somewhere where quarterbacks haven't really panned out you're potentially costing yourself a second deal. Look at Geno Smith. It took the guy 10 years to really be respected as a starter in the NFL because he had a very rough first four years with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lost any possibility of having a big second contract in the NFL. He had to settle to be a backup. Now he looks like a starter, but he's 30, 33 years old. So he's gonna he's never going to get that second big contract. If Stroud goes to you know, a team like Tampa Bay – after Tom Brady retires, that is decent and can develop him, then he could be looking at a good second contract. But my That's opinion true. is you got to take what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Because if next you court. if if you stay in college, you take the NIL money. There's always a chance you get hurt, and then you get drafted in like the fourth or fifth round. Rock Purdy was the first round pick, consensus first round pick after his junior year. He came back to Iowa State as Mister Irrelevant a year later. Granted, he ends up in San Fran. It's a good scenario to learn in, and he's very relevant now. But think about the amount of money he lost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put it in terms of this. Think about Lamar Jackson and some of the other guys that would still be in college right now, you know, that yeah. had they not left, NIL probably would have kept them there for longer had it been in effect. Um, but they left, I mean, because – they basically thought, well, college is college, and the only way I'm going to make money doing this is going to the NFL, and they left for the NFL early, you know? There were a lot of people like that, and now that they're in the NFL, there's guys like Tua that who knows if he'll, if he'll ever win a championship? Who knows if he'll be with the Dolphins in two years? I mean, who knows where he'll be? It's one of those situations, like Wade said with Geno Smith, where it took him 10 years to become a, a starter with a team he's been with for a long time after his you know career basically, I don't want to say was a failure in New York, but the closest thing to it. I mean, that that's one of those things where he just got another opportunity, and a lot of those guys don't get a second opportunity. I mean, at that level, if you can't cut it there in the first four years and you're the starter in the opportunity – They'll get rid of you as soon as they can because there's a guy waiting in the wing in the NFL draft like C.J. Stroud or Stetson Bennett or some other quarterback that's younger, got more talent, and they can pay him less money to go do the same job that you're doing. Well, what changes from this year to next year for Stroud is what I don't understand. I mean, he's – I think the quarterback class, I think people – I think more quarterbacks are going to pass him out because Caleb Williams is going to be number one. You have Drake May coming out of North Carolina. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, I'm going. Sure. Yeah, this is your uh, best live update here. Jamar, best scored. positioning. Hey, that boy, Jamar. Oh, I don't even have the game on. What am I doing? Um, well, Man, I think just you're gonna see, I, I think you're gonna see a big thing NIL wise pulling people out of the drafts in baseball and basketball because I'm looking, I think at, it will help retain talent on campuses. I'm looking at it, eliminates more like one, just yeah. I'm looking at the NBA contracts, I can't find their signing bonus. But for the number one pick in the NBA draft, year one, you make nine million dollars. Look how much Anthony Davis. Look how much Anthony Davis got in twenty thirteen. 
Oh, NBA, they set you up for life, man. <laughs> yep. Number number one overall pick can sign for anywhere between seven million and ten million for that first year. Uh, and then it goes. Up. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. It goes. I don't up, know up. why the NBA contracts have gotten so yeah. high. I mean, think about you, think look, about this. Think like John Morant made more money on his signing bonus than he did in his actual rookie year contract. But wait till he gets that second contract. I mean, it's going to well, be yeah. He's already gotten because he's already gotten max. He's one of the high paid players. Rookie max extension. Yeah. yeah. They get well, way more money than a comparable NFL player, unless it's a quarter. They're just gonna like give him a blank check and be like, "Here, write whatever you how much money yeah. you want, and this is how much we're gonna sign you for." There's franchise, there's franchise guys in the NBA that'll never leave. Um, you know, there's people that just will stay with the one organization for entirety. I mean, there's only a handful of guys that really ever do it. But, you know, I think now is probably when, you know, you'll see a lot of guys stay with teams. Like, even this last trade deadline really wasn't a whole lot of moves because guys are staying. They're making more money to stay where they're at. There's just – there's people that will be there. Like Giannis forever. is a good example. Yeah, well, like here, he'll never leave Milwaukee. Here's why he'll probably never leave Memphis. I mean, But you have a guy like John Wall who's, like, completely irrelevant, and I think he is finally off the Wizards. But, like, about two years into that deal – they probably deeply regretted that deal. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he's going to be making like $40 million a year to be not even a top 20 point guard in the NBA, wherever no, he he'll is never, now. He'll never, and he's never, he's never made an all-star game and he'll never make an all-star game. That's the thing. He's just got a heck of a song. What he would. So I'm looking at the reason the NBA players make so much is because obviously there's less players. Say each league makes, NFL versus NBA, NFL, say they make $8 million that year. You have to divide that between 1,696 total players. That's $4.7 million a player. NBA, uh, or last year the NFL made $8 billion. Last year the NBA made $3.7 billion. $5 billion left, but there's only 450 players. So that's $8.2 million a player. So it's a difference of – it's double the salary. Because there's so much less players. I mean, I guess, and then you, of course, you have your stars like your Anthony Davises or your LeBron James, and then you have your like your low level dudes that are just making like league minimum. So, and I feel like each player has a little bit more brand awareness with them because they're not wearing a helmet. There's less of them on the court than the field. You like associate like, more with that player than you, right? Would. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there's like moments like when it's like. In the in the NBA, we associate LeBron James as being a Nike athlete, or this guy being a Nike athlete. Like when we talk in terms of the NFL, like we don't say, "Oh, that guy's a Nike athlete or an Adidas athlete or this or that." Like right. it's they're just playing football for like that team, whatever gear they wear, they wear that kind of thing. And the NFL and has like, really standardized a lot of that too. Like even right. if they are a Nike athlete, like the only thing, well, if they're a Nike athlete, the league's already Nike. Anyway, so like you don't think yeah. anything of it, but if they're an Adidas athlete, all they can wear is like Adidas gloves. Like they can't wear an Adidas helmet or something. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess like, the cleats. They have yeah. The, yeah. You got cleats and sleeves, but I thought sleeves had to be league. I thought I think sleeves hey, the are, sleeves are league league. regulated. Sleeves yeah. and yeah. socks are league just, regulated. It's just a regular sleeve. Like it's, we can see, have Neil hop go... on in a few weeks and talk to us yeah. about that. Yeah, but when you go to the NBA. It's not regulated in the sense that it just has to be that color. 
Like there's so right. many guys that just wear different things in the league. I mean, that I mean, socks are regulated in the NBA because it's a part of the uniform. But mm-hmm. like any sort of accessories, like uh, sleeves, you know, leg sleeves, whatever it may be, with those shoes, of course, are the biggest thing. Like there was a lot of problems with that. Like in the NFL, when you look at it, most guys are wearing the same color cleats. Like when you get to the NBA, there's like guys you wearing got dudes in pink shoes. Red, yeah, I'm not a huge pink. fan of that. Yeah, but the, the thing weird. is, is that they're able to do that, like to a certain extent, because of them now being able to have their like city edition jerseys or their mm-hmm. you know whatever jersey. It's all it's now into their color scheme. So even if they're just wearing their regular home jersey, they're able to wear the color from their city edition. You know. Jersey baseball's kind of gotten like that too because they'll right. you got guys wearing like the Venezuelan flag on their arm and stuff, and it's like, oh, yeah. it's our it's our third Verdugo. color. Yeah, yeah. was wearing green because the Red Sox have a green the green the- alternate. Yeah, yeah. Well, For we're talking about basketball. I want to talk about a basketball game, but it's not a men's basketball game. It's a women's basketball team, and we're talking about the LSU Lady Tigers. 18 and 0. I think they're 19. Yeah, we don't now. need to talk about our men's basketball yeah, team. Yeah, the LSU Tyler might be more interested in coming up for one of their games than. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, I'm interested in going to one. It looks, <laughs> looks interesting. If they play South Carolina, we can go. To. They were the one. Well, no, it's a road game, but they do, I think they play today. Tennessee at home, so that would be a good game to go to. <laughs> they they moved the ball the, a lot more. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, the PMAC was packed That's today. True. They beat Auburn by 30. 18, I think 19 and 0, ranked number five. We got Angel Reese who has a double double in like every single game. No, it is in every game. And yeah. broke her yeah. SEC record today, 18 straight double doubles. She's a transfer. Yeah, she, she came from Maryland. Mar- huh. 23 points, 15 rebounds today. I mean, put her on the men's team. Like, they, they, they yeah, and I wasn't even it. paying attention because I thought she was the number one recruit in the country that they got. Um, no, it's apparently that girl is still a number one recruit. So yeah, she was the number one recruit. Yep, to Maryland, and then she transferred in. So next year they got another girl that's coming in that's like a McDonald's All American, like the LeBron James of. <laughs> Kim Mulkey's doing work down there in BR. LSU is a women's basketball. I told her to now, told y'all to let her coach the men's team. Yeah, she should let them coach both. I mean, hey, 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 listen. Y'all's head coach is a transfer from, you know, the transfer coach from Murray State. Yeah, oh, I think they'll do fine in due time. Yeah, I think they'll do fine in due time. It's a typical LSU basketball. They beat everyone out of conference. And then as soon as the SEC play starts, they win the first two games by like two points. And everybody's like, oh, they play Kentucky and they you typically lose, but it's a close game. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is our year. And then they just fall apart. I'm definitely not picking Kentucky again. again. Yeah, outside of that game against Kentucky, right like every year, like clockwork, we play Kentucky on like January 10th, yep. and it's a close game. Like you said, <laughs> we play Tennessee then, too. Hey, this week it gets even worse. You play number 21 Auburn, and then you play number five Tennessee. So have fun with that. <laughs> That's <laughs> hey, a brutal we'll some upsets. Who knows? But no, I had to give a shout out to the LSU yeah, the women's team is currently projected as number two. Doing, doing real well. Yeah. yeah, they are they are kicking butt. But mark right my now. word, number one seed by the time the tournament happens, uh, they'll probably be undefeated by the time the tournament. Happens. Nah, I don't know. They got to go to Columbia. I feel like 
If they're going to lose, I feel like that's going to be their only loss if they lose a game. If you think if LSU is good at women's basketball, South Carolina still has South the Carolina is still South like, Carolina's been good at women's basketball yeah. for a, lo- a long time. Yeah. So Can, UConn's falling off. They are. Well, didn't they lose their coach? No, he's still there, but they probably retired. I think he's still there, but they really these teams like South Carolina and yeah, LSU teams are starting to, to take over. Use the transfer portal more. Yeah, Kim Mulkey's getting her feet wet and really dominating at this point. Um, speak another LSU sports. It's all about LSU tonight. I've got my Team Z segment of the week, and that is brought to you by our friends over at Yeti. Yeti offers free shipping on orders. Bro, do they want to be sponsored by the Team Z segment? <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a it's a little it's a weird one it is um, a weird one but you can head on over to our link yeti you yeti slash scramble get yourself a cooler ready for uh springs coming up soon in a few months all those tailgates you're gonna be going to for baseball season heck i am so excited get yourself a cooler and tyler you could bring your drinks with you to the tailgates or get yourself right. a nice nice cup Luggage to pack. I'll be going to a lot of games on a road to Omaha this year. We can get 12 coolers and sit on them and then be able to look into the stadium. See, this is why we need a berm. Stack them. (laughs) We need a berm. Yes. Yeah. So head on over, use our link, get free shipping on orders $50 up. TMZ segment of the week. Everyone knows who Olivia Dunn is. Uh, LSU gymnast, but also TikTok star. I was going to suggest this one for you. You read my mind. (laughs) TikTok star. Twitter famous. Uh, she does it all. And, I mean, she's a very good gymnast for LSU. LSU uh, Gymnastics is typically one of the top five teams in the country. Well, uh, she went viral this weekend for another reason. Her fans. Very cringy video. Very Not the cringy. reason that she wanted to go viral. No. LSU uh, coach announces that they're beefing up security for their upcoming matches. I think they play in Kentucky. Yeah, they Next played us. Uh, they have a tough stretch. Like they play Oklahoma tomorrow, the number one team in the country. Yeah, so they're beating well, not up security. Play, it's a meat, right? Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're competing, meat. competing. Yes, uh, beefing up security. No, line them up. Line them up. Offense defense. Hey, we'll take that. We already we saw what happened on the football field. Sixty-three twenty-eight. Yeah. Like you have to have two of them on the bar at the same time, and two on the uh, <laughs> uneven the bars. They have to like the beam, the balance yeah. beam, go at each other. It's like a jousting match. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, but they're beefing up security at these meets because the fans have become so crazed with Olivia Dunn, or better known as Livy. There's a video going around where one of the gymnasts walks out. And they're they're chanting, "We want Livy, we like, want Livy," and she walks out. It's not not Olivia Dunn. It's her teammate or whoever it is, and they go, "You're not Livy." Boo! And they're all screaming. It's all these like frat dudes screaming. Okay, it's definitely like Utah jabronis who were like high yeah. on. Yeah, and I guess that she's pretty well liked on the team by like the other girls. Oh, they all love her. That would like make me mad if like I like. I mean, she she's does good, have, but she's like, not a big the number one on the team. Too. Yeah. Well, and she's also. I mean, she's got a big nil deal, and she's opened the door for the other gymnasts on the team to get them too. Like yeah. one of the other gymnasts, I forget her name. She's also famous on TikTok. She's got a pretty big following. But like, dudes, if you're at this meet chanting, we want Livy and then booing the other gymnasts, like, come on. I mean, you got to support all the gymnasts. You can't take, just... take your weird 
yeah. uh obsession with her bathwater somewhere else like <laughs> I mean, people are trying they're trying is to it much different than the joe burrow situation uh that is, i guess uh, I don't know LSU just breathes like one, a i don't know if it ever got weird. out but uh our, our friend Stephanie, you know, she has a, a water cup that Joe drank out of. I, I feel mean, like whenever like LSU tries to put a statue, like people kept try the to cup steal it. Would be done. That'd be kind of weird too. So. Yeah, that would be weird if I had people try to steal the Joe Burrow statue. <laughs> how much people are crazy yeah. about him. If they put a, a, a Olivia Dunn statue up, there's gonna be some weird things happening on that campus. I can promise you that. She's she's good, but like you <laughs> said, is. she's it's not like, the number one. Number okay, two. there's already don't put it on the walk going on that campus already. Oh Yikes. man! Look, I respect her. She she gets that bag for what she does, but like her, the the dudes calling for her bathwater. That's just weird, man. Uh, yeah. We might have to put this one on TikTok. Maybe she'll like it. We'll get a bunch of followers. Or probably no, because then you're no better than those Heck guys. No, Did you I don't want a bathwater. It's weird. <laughs> Did you see the video of the cringy guys holding up the sign, like sitting in the nosebleeds? Yes, like attempting to get like further down there and like get her attention. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you wanted the was... attention, like at least get better seats. There's and it's hard to get tickets to those games then, or, to the meets. The student like, section was, like... was already packed like two hours yeah. before the. the it was meet. like a we video of, there like, in the progressive progressive time, <laughs> like, tried, time, you know? And all you saw was just those guys up in the nosebleeds, and then they would just keep working their way down, and they were interrupting the meet. So the cops had and the security had to go yeah. up there and like shut them up, and then just. The look of disappointment on their faces when they're sitting in the nosebleeds, no longer holding their signs up because they got shut down. The Ellison coach said that he had to change his policy. Typically, for the meets after the girls perform, he lets them go sit in the stands with their family, which makes sense. Visit with mm-hmm. their with their family. They don't yeah. allow that anymore. They don't allow them in the stands because of the crazed horn dogs that are at these meets it's insane. <laughs> I like, don't even think all it's that. It was just probably people from Utah. No, it's. Somebody, it's huh? No, I, well, it's people obsessed with her. It, it's it could just, happen it's here crazy. too. It's just a trend. Yeah, I mean, people are obsessed with her. There's this one dude on TikTok I saw. I dove into this. I, I was interested to see what was going on. Jesus, he has a printout. He has a printout of Olivia Dunn that he makes videos with every day, and he tags her every yes. single day. Uh, tags her. The comments on all her videos. She followed him. She followed him. Followed him on TikTok and dude, he went crazy. He, he went absolutely insane. Okay, maybe do put this on TikTok. Like she enjoys Stimping. it though. Like that's, the, big, that's Oh yeah, she thinks it's part. funny. She it, like what? Well, can you blame her? It builds her brand. She's through the roof. She's trending every week. It's just like cringe, bro. It is. It's mega the cringe. video is super cringy. I it's mean, mega cringe. It's like the Joe Burrow situation, but it never got this far. Imagine what? if it got this far with Joe Burrow. Like if he stayed another like season after that, it probably would. Yeah, if that was his sophomore season when we won the national championship, like it you know, probably would have. Like, the problem is, is the football players are so isolated and they're viewed. Yeah, like let's be real. So that let's be real for a football. second. Like let's be real for a second. Football players are held like up here at every university. It, mm. it doesn't matter what it is that they could suck, but they're going to be held up here. Then you've got your basketball and your baseball or whatever it may be. Gymnastics LSU falls like down here. Basketball. Like yeah, this is probably a new problem, you know. That's like, the thing. Yeah, they're not used to this. Down. Yeah. It's like it's like people going crazy on campus for seeing like a college golfer. Like Yeah, now, nobody even knows who's <laughs> on the golf yeah. team. Like Scotty Troopers are gonna quit escorting like, who Brian cares? Kelly. 
<laughs> yeah, the state troopers are going to have to escort the gymnastics team. Yeah. I mean, but, hey, it works out for the girls because, like I said, her brand is just building with all these people being totally obsessed with her. So if we can get some people obsessed with us, I'll sell my bathwater. Put it out there right now. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, somebody wants to buy it, boom, take us to the moon. We'll see what happens. I don't know if we'll keep this part of the show. Yeah, if you like made a, it this far, just give them a sign jar of mayo since you're so obsessed with mayo nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Any updates on Mayo Gate, Wade? Uh, no responses. We'll keep working on them. Um, Fingers crossed that, again. But yeah, that's all I've got. I like to end up with a weird TMZ segment, and that was that definitely was one of our weirdest ones. It's an I've Easter had. egg if you make it to the hour 30 mark. Yeah. yeah. So if you're still listening, we appreciate your support. Drop us a subscription on the YouTubes. Uh, you can find us. We'll have to update this here because I know the SEC Talk guys are taking a little break in the offseason. But Sports Scramble, uh, Sunday nights when we record, sometimes we go live, sometimes we don't. This week, we're just going to upload a video in the audio. And College Football Coast to Coast, Monday afternoons, you can catch them. But if you're ever watching on YouTube, Please leave us a uh, hit hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. And give us a like, comment what you liked. Comment a TMZ segment of the week that you want to hear next time. If you got something crazy, send it to me. I'll read it on the show. Um, and if you're over there on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Um, tell us how much you love the show or how much you hate it, and then we'll we'll talk about you. Um, but don't <laughs> please comment don't if you hate. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. comment if, if you, you hate, hate it. Then just get out. Yeah, just, <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say. That's what Cameron uh, over there, shout out C-MoneyAZ on Twitch. He threw up his first YouTube short. I've been telling him, you got to hit the shorts. First one, over a 1,000 views. But he had some hater in there. Wow, yeah. look at this guy playing Pokemon. Like, dude, he likes playing Pokemon. You're the dude commenting on some other dude's video. Hate yeah, you're the guy watching dude. another guy play uh, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I would have yeah, really. If you cared back. about it so much, you commented. <laughs> that's what yeah. I hate about people. People like Kato, I don't care. give a damn about them. Why the hell do you comment? Exactly. Just leave him alone. Let him do his own See, thing. If but. Cameron was smart, he would have commented and clapped back at him and said, "He did." Wow, look at this! Look at this guy who watches this guy play Pokemon and <laughs> right? you know hates himself. He did clap back at him, and it was a respectful clap back. And the yeah. dude shut up after that. But uh, y'all, no your boys got anything else? I do not. No, uh, now that appointment with the Bengals. Yeah, well, uh, second quarter, nine to seven. Yeah, and the Ravens just there. scored a. Little out route touchdown to J.K. Dobbins. So hopefully, when we put this out there, it's a Bengals win, and we're previewing next week's playoffs. True. Yeah, hopefully so. So well, we appreciate everybody uh, listening tonight. We hope you'll have a good week. See you.